You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. And I'm Jen Justice. And I'm Becky Mullies. That's right. Becky's joining us today, as you guys know, in our Today's Dream segments every other month, where we keep you up to date on what's going on in our own professional sphere and in the market in general. We like to have team members uh, come along. Becky, you've been with us several times, so thanks for joining us again. Absolutely. My favorite place to be. (laughs) Down here in the- Eric's base. In the basement, right? In the studio, basement studio, the uh, some some pretty interesting um, uh, stuff going on in the market, right? Still a hot market. We'll kind of dive into that, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on uh, in our own businesses. But then you're going to want to stay tuned for a really exciting announcement. Well, it's exciting to us. It may not be exciting to you. I don't know, but it's very exciting to us. An announcement that we'll do near the end of the podcast. So hang on for that. Yeah, perfect. All right. Excellent. Let's dive in. Let's talk about what in the world is going on in the market. Uh, and, and it's pretty funny because as we've kind of kicked through this, uh, we've realized that uh, some statistics can be misleading. Mm-hmm. All right. They can sound really grand, though. <laughs> they can sound really good, though. So uh, uh, talk us through some of the stuff that's going on, Jen. Yeah, so the market has softened a bit. And what was your description when we were talking about that? So what did this go from? So uh, it went from uh, absolutely unimaginable (laughs) to my hair is on fire crazy. That's what it went to. However, the numbers... Make, make you think, seem, make it seem right. Make it make it a little misleading. Yeah. So. Well, the percentages. The percentages. When do. we break down the numbers, okay. So we'll just overview the HMLS market. Which should I say HMLS market? That's about thirty nine counties of the greater Kansas City area that our MLS serves. And when we when we look at that, our days on market it may to May has increased seventy eight point nine percent. That's huge. Yeah. Right? So right. Oh my yeah. Gosh, the number of on- days a house is on the market has gone up seventy eight percent this year from last. And that means the market must be softening and it must be easier to get a house because seventy eight percent's huge. Well let me actually break that down because Eric's a little hair on fire analogy versus absolutely unimaginable comes into play here. So last year houses were staying on the market nineteen days. 19 days. And that's like start to close. So that means, and Eric had a good point when we were chatting through this. There used to be, and there still is some, but there was a whole lot more cash in the market, we feel like, last year and what we were dealing with personally here in our area. I mean, that's how you get to the way our statistics are done. That's how you get to 19 days. The average mortgage takes approximately 30 days. Some can go faster. Some take a little bit longer. And there are other factors that... uh, uh, extend or shorten the length of time from contract to close. But 30 days is a pretty common one. I would say, you know, the vast majority of stuff is in that, you know, four week range. So the only way to get to 19 days uh, is, is that there's a lot of cash in the market. And so now this May uh, it is 34 days. So we went from 19 days in May last year to 34 days. So 34, and there you go. There's your 78%. However, 34 days is ridiculously quick. Yeah, it's still pretty quick. Right? That means that on an average 30 day length to close, things are going under contract in four days. Mm -hmm. So that's just amazingly fast. Yep. 
So yeah, seventy eight point nine percent better. But so we we are seeing when we say softening on the market, we we're 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 going from stages of extreme, right? We're not down to it's a it's a buyer's market. We're nowhere close. It's going no. from four hours to four days on yes, the market. There you go. That's a great analogy. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah, so that's kind of what we're dealing with in the the overall market. You know, we can look at. Our prices, average sales prices are starting to level off a little more than they were. We're not seeing those double-digit gains anymore. Um, Year-to-date, overall HMLS were from 327.770 last year to 338.318, a percentage change of 3.2%. And that's average... uh, Year-to-date. Year-to-date, average sales price? Yep. And so when you break that down by county, uh, it does change, right? The average sales price in Johnson County, Kansas... Uh, year to date is over 500. It's 507. Uh, Clay County is 345. Jackson County is 281. Platts 435. So county by county, we obviously see some variation. Uh, and that Johnson County market, as it has been traditionally, is pretty still in, pretty hot. Um, so. Yeah, we're, we're still seeing, and, and by the way, uh, this is all being caused by reduced inventory. And reduced inventory in our world means there's just not enough houses to buy. Uh, there's not enough houses on the market. Um, and uh, people aren't moving. There's a variety of reasons. Uh, one of the big ones is, is the interest rate shift. Uh, and so that's going to keep people from uh, moving for smaller issues. They'll they'll put up with it because they've got such a great interest rate. I feel like a lot of people are thinking that um, there's not that many buyers in comparison, just like the average population, not probably realtors think this. But a lot of people, I think, are um, have the belief that there's no buyers in the market whenever that's not the situation. It's the fact that there's just not enough houses for the buyers um, hence the competition for various properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, my experience has been... Um, there's the, a lot less inventory in the market. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's more buyers than there are houses available. So, yeah, that perception's clearly wrong, yeah. um, and, and it's a good thing to kind of correct people with. Um, you know, another report that came out since we've last done uh, Today's Dream uh, is the annual um, NAR, National Association of Realtors, a generational report. Uh, it's the generational trend. So it's it's trends in housing uh, by generation. And they break the generations down. Um, just to give you an idea, um, they do 24 to 32 uh, as a, um, a Gen Z, I think. And then uh, they break millennials into two categories, but they go all the way from 33 to 57, boomers from 58 to 76, and then, Younger boomers and then older boomers. Yeah, so they've done that with... Uh, 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 it's not just boomers anymore, friends. Yeah, oh yeah. And then uh, then the silent or the greatest generation, whatever you want to call them, 77 and older. Um, and so some interesting uh, information comes out of that every year, and it's really fun to look at. But when we look at the reasons for why people are buying homes... Um, it's interesting. It's it, the 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 top reason overall is the desire to own a home. Just to, I want to own a home of my own, right? So that has to do with uh, just you know home ownership and the and the pride that goes with it, et cetera. Um, and that, as you might guess, is a higher desire for younger people uh, when they want to purchase a home. So it's almost fifty percent in that twenty four to thirty two range is the reason why they want to buy mm-hmm. a home. Forty seven percent. 
the next uh, the next two uh, are desire to be closer to family, friends, and relatives, or uh, retirement. Obviously, the as a matter of fact, uh, there is zero uh, on retirement for 24 to 32. So if you're at that age <laughs> and retiring, kudos to you. But um, no, so obviously those numbers, retirement gets bigger as you get into the older uh, generations. Uh, but that desire to be closer to family and friends also becomes stronger as you become older, or at least the generationally it does. Those are sort of the top three. Uh, next one uh, being uh, home in a better area. But number five was one that really threw me kind of for a loop being this high and having done this myself, which is desire for a smaller home. And uh, the, you know, it's like, um, I think on average, 8%. Uh, but well, if 10% in that 58 to 67 range. Right, yeah, so much higher in that, right? That's that sort of uh, getting close to retirement, probably empty nester kind of thing, mm -hmm. uh, which would be higher there. But I was just kind of surprised it was really that high. Uh, so downsizing, a big deal. I've been through it myself and because um, I am in one of those. Uh, I'll <clears> get to do it in like five years-ish. <laughs> yeah, well, right. I mean. Because with the market, you know. If she's smart, she'll never leave home, though. Uh, so that was really interesting. Uh, Do you think, uh, just sorry, before you guys move on from that, um, is there on there, because I can't pull up the uh, PDF myself, but is there anything on there that says that the buyers want to move to build equity? Is that anyone's reason? Or do you think that factors into that they just want to be a homeowner themselves? Financial security is on the list. Okay, gotcha. I've had people my age, which um, for those listening, I am 19 years old, and I've had quite a few people actually reach out to me saying that within the next year they're hoping to buy a house um, because they don't want to throw their money away to rent when they move out of their parents' house. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's one of those, oh, if I knew then what I know now kind of situations, being a lot older than 19. Um, you know what, by the way, as, as a side, do you know, it was really kind of, really kind of sweet. You know what Becky called me the other day? She called me her work dad. Oh, okay. I was a little afraid where this is going here. She called, me, like, she called me your work Well, dad. Dylan calls you mom sometimes, so it's fair. <laughs> I thought I, told, I came back. And, I bought her Fred, or her, yeah. I bought him Freddy's. That's right. She I said, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, work dad. It was oh, really cute. Oh, that is. Yeah, I like it. It was really neat. I, well, that made my day, Becky. Thank you very much. Of course. Much. Um, well, uh, I'm really happy that a lot of people are really reaching out and that just means we're doing a good part of it and hopefully some people listening maybe there's some friends of yours really can start to understand um what that really encompasses to own a home because it truly is still the american dream i think sometimes from media we get lost in that maybe it's not and that's just really not the perception of the american population that it truly is still um, the dream that most people want to pursue and there is some real financial um, stability and security and a lot of different other things that can come from home ownership so i'm really excited yeah. for them and i was very young when i bought my first home i was really lucky and in, in just I'm not afraid of risk for one thing, and I know owning a home can seem kind of scary, but to me, it just was something that, whatever, you know, let's go, let's do this. And yeah, I just sold that home uh, in 2022, the first home I ever bought when I was 18 years old, just sold that one here last year. So yeah, and, and I think that these are great. Um, uh, this should be a motivator. If you're a younger listener, um, there are just so many benefits to home ownership, not even just the financial one, uh, but but it is a huge 
um, uh, investment and a commitment to yourself, right? Um, you, we, I, I'm going to sound like a, a, a <laughs> personal coach and one of those trainer coaches. You, know, you got to commit in yourself, you know. But you really do. <laughs> just yeah. do yeah. it. I like it, Nike. Yeah, you, yeah, just do it, right? I mean, you, you really have to do that, and you have to be deliberate about it and say, this is a goal that I'm going to achieve. Well, and, and especially in this market, right? We we just explained how it was yeah. absolutely unequivocally imaginable to my hair is on fire, but at least it's on my head because before I couldn't even imagine it. So um, <laughs> it is a to-do and you really do want to take the proper preparation to really work through all of that. That's what we pride ourselves on here at this team is working our clients all the way through that and really what it means to own a home. And we even give you some of the maintenance tips here on this podcast. So Absolutely. Um yeah, yeah, and you're going to have to be diligent, but the uh, there is no indication from any of the economists. Well, let me back up a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about an article I read just like two days ago. But there's very little indication in our area that there is going to be a devaluation of properties. Right. So uh, I read an article a couple of days ago on a national news site that said, uh, you know, that the housing bubble has burst. And they quoted national statistics of the value of homes going down like 0.8%. I'm sure that's true, right? This is well, another on the one. coast. We've got some pretty big swings. Absolutely, and and uh, you know, I know that uh, we all here in the room we listen a lot to several economists, particularly, of course, the NAR's economist who focuses in on housing, and his stuff is published nationally, and he's very well respected, and. Uh, he does talk about in certain particularly major metropolitan areas on the coasts, they are seeing a downturn. And when you look at the country as a whole, just like when we look at the Heartland area as a whole, when you then dive into Johnson County or Clay County, you're going to see differences. So when you do the country as a whole, there is an overall drop in home prices, not here. And there is no prediction in the Midwest that it's going to happen, not even the major metro areas. So... Uh, even though it's a tough market to get into, you're still going to reap those economic benefits. Uh, so it's just to be diligent and do it. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up, and you know, we talk a lot about um, agents and agent qualities, and uh, theoretically, I guess uh, some people might consider that very self-serving, but we know that you've got a lot of choices in agents, and <laughs> we joke a lot that if you don't choose us, you need to choose somebody great, but we actually mean that. You really need to choose somebody great, even if it's not us. It's very, very important because sometimes these can be uh, very challenging um, uh, transactions, and uh, you need somebody who's going to step in and, and, and fix things and communicate things and act as your project manager and coordinate things. And one of this is all driving to this part of this generational trends report, which is uh, they did a, uh, a survey on the agent skills and qualities considered very important. right? And so it was broken down by generation, although there's not very much variation. And I want to talk about what the top four are. So you guys want to take a guess here? Mm. Do people want to hear from you when you're trying to buy or sell a house? Oh, my gosh. Responsiveness number two. Right. Survey <laughs> says ding. Number two. That's right. So they want good communication. Right? There's no question about that. I'm going to go with one that I think our company prides herself on more than anything, which is honesty and integrity. On, ding, ding, ding. That's number one. Number one, honesty and integrity. And it's really funny. I did a daily dose on this the other day, um, uh, which is 
how do you get across that you are honest and have integrity and you don't? You instead create a relationship and establish trust. I think it's based off your actions more than anything. I think actions speak louder than words in every scenario, whether that's your real estate agent, your partner, or your family members. Yeah, so that's one and two. Honesty and integrity is number one. Responsiveness, number two. And three and four, they're very similar. Anybody? Anybody? Probably knowledge. There you go. Number three and four, knowledge of the purchase process. Right, That's when I talk about project management because that's process-oriented. And the knowledge of the real estate market. So not only – so realistically, you can break down these top four, and there are three things people want. Right, They want to know they're working with somebody who's honest and has integrity. They want somebody who will communicate, and they want somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's essentially what they want. So when you're out there vetting an agent, think in those terms. How do I figure out if this person is truly honest and works with integrity? Are they communicating with me in a manner and a time frame that is appropriate? And are they demonstrating to me that they know what the hell they're doing? That's so critical. And there are a lot of, you know, I tease a lot about, you know, firing your agent and that kind of stuff. There are a lot of great agents out there. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think all the agents are bad. I think there's some great ones. Heck, I even sometimes recommend other ones here in the city when it's not appropriate for me to work it. Or I actually had a client say, can you give me other names? And I thought, well, that's an interesting request. <laughs> but I did. So, you know, um, uh, there are, but these three things, right, which probably make sense to you if you're listening and you're considering an agent, right? Are they honest? Do they communicate? And do they know what they're doing? So be sure and vet those three things. They are the top across all generations of the things that people are interested in in their agent. Very, very much so. All right. So let's shift here a little bit. Let's talk about what's going on in our own um, real estate businesses. I got a softball game coming up Wednesday. We'll and for those there. of you that can't see me, I've been bummed up since a horse bucked me off uh, the middle of May, basically, now. That's right, yeah. Walk. It's been it's been an unfortunate turn. So I won't be running in the game, but I can still hit. How is a softball game associated with your real estate business? Well, that would be the American Dream RPAC auction. So, and this will have passed, so I'm not soliciting for anybody yeah, who's listening. Yeah, this is this happened <laughs> uh, this a couple is of just days ago. Informational, yeah. and uh, it's where we come together to support the realtor party and make sure that we keep the American dream alive. But we're going to play an exhibition softball game. I'll be on the closers this year. Last year I was on the home runners. They won. So yeah. I have a feeling this year will be no different. I'm on the closers. They're going to win. I got it. Absolutely. Right. And, uh, I like the confidence. I, I do, too. We'll have to, on the next Today's Dream, if we can remember, tell them how the game ended up. I'll write myself uh, a note. That's right. Um, so you've got that going on. What's going on um, uh, real estate-wise? So let's talk a little bit about the property management side of the business. Yeah, we've got several um, new properties coming on the market. Uh, unfortunately, we had an eviction that we got handed with the takeover that Dylan and I got of our 14 properties that we took over. We're working on some exterior siding for those buildings because they were unfortunately let go way far beyond what they should have. They had a substance called masonite on them, and some people know what masonite is, but it's basically they used cardboard to side the building. <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> the easy way to describe it because it just soaked up water. Anyways, it's been as long as it can be with this substance, and so we're going to side those. We're trying to get them up in good repair 
Um, but we've got some great upcoming rentals. It's a season for people to move. School just ended, and so there is some shift in that. And then we've got at least three new listings coming on the market, uh, one of them this weekend, one of them the first part of July, and then probably, hopefully, the other one late July, but that one's TBD. So, yeah. yeah All good things. All good things. The um, uh, Kind of at a more granular perspective, Becky, uh, mm-hmm. I know that you have started working with, and I kind of want to mention this because it's a little bit weird when you do it, but you've started working with a family member, right? Uh, yes. So my papa is officially under contract with me. Not under contract in a and a house. And right? I haven't bought a house yet. But you are I do officially representing him. Representing I do represent him. him, yes. And so that has been, it's wildly different because if you guys know anything about real estate, um, whenever you work with a family member, one, it's a lot more personal than it would be with just a regular client. Um, and then on top of that, because um, you get all the bad, you get all the good with that one. Um but also it changes how you go about approaching forms and negotiation and all that. And so that will be really interesting when we get to that stage. I've, I've always found it weird when I've worked with close friends or family um, is, is to always check myself to make sure that I am keeping that confidentiality. Yeah. And uh, I had a situation, I've represented a couple of brothers, both of which uh, have purchased homes. Uh, one also sold, you know, sold a home and moved, and the other one purchased from a rent. And for the first brother, uh, and we all socialized, and it was pretty funny. I, we had been looking at houses for like three weeks before the other brother found out, and of course I didn't tell him. And uh, so, so that's always. What been did there. they a referral? Like, did one brother refer the other brother, uh, or how no, did they? No, well, I mean, you know, I, I, we, we knew they're, they're friends. You just knew them, yeah. Okay. So I knew them. So, so, uh, yeah. What the the friends that don't choose me as a realtor, I, I, uh, I have. Are to, they real friends? I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. I haven't had that happen yet. So I have, and you know, I've been in the game a long time. So sometimes. There is a real stigma attached to mixing friends and business, yeah. and that is totally acceptable. And I think, uh, you know, you just discuss that and decide whether that's something that you can tackle. I always know I'm going to do the most amazing job and be the best advocate. So obviously, I think I'm the best choice. That's uh, right. I know I'm the best choice. But there are some people that that is, uh, you know, online. My grandmother's house, I didn't get the opportunity to represent them just because my aunt didn't feel like. You know, she wanted to cross that. So that's okay, yeah. though. Well, I mean, yeah, some people don't it, it want happens that kind of in information shared with so. a family member. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, no, I get But it. when they do trust you, you are right, Becky, that you see the good, the bad, and the ugly. But to that point, I was reading something the other day. And you see those people at their best and at their worst. But what that means is, is that they entrust you enough with their feelings to showcase how they really feel. So yeah, there and- is some some genuine nature in that. Yeah, and not to dig into anything super personal or anything, but honestly, I was almost surprised that that is the route he went because he is a very, he knows a lot of people. He's a community man. Um, So I know he knows people up here. Um, And we, although we're close in family and everything, like we didn't grow up, we did grow up visiting them a bunch, but then we kind of stopped. And so whenever he had reached out to me, I was almost like shocked. And so it was a a pleasant surprise. Yeah, Yeah, last time you saw me was when I was 12, but apparently that translates to great real estate knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) you are a person that you do what you say you're going to do. You take care of business when you say you're going to take care of business. If you're not going to be able to show up for a reason or another, um, you let people know. And mm-hmm. that is unique qualities. 
which are amazing qualities, and that is part well, of why she's on the team. Yeah, as I say, and even though you haven't been licensed that long, you were smart enough to join a brokerage and a team that uh, supports you 100% so Absolutely. that they can fill those gaps when you need them. And that's really important when you're looking at real estate agents, whether they have you know, 10 months or 10 years of experience, what do they have behind them? Because you mm-hmm. could easily run into a situation that that agent has never done. I, I ran into one recently. So we're actually under contract to buy a home from the VA on a VA foreclosure. So the VA foreclosed on a loan on a house. And their process is wildly different. And I had to learn the whole thing. And mm-hmm. so you know, going in, it was pretty uh, – You know, I was very upfront with my clients saying, hey, look, I've never done one of these. We that will- process changes too, to be fair. Yeah, it does. Uh, because right the last time you'd done one, we found out certain things changed. And so the the good news is, is that, you know, um, you've got to find somebody who is going to go out and get the knowledge they need. So, of course, that's what I did. I reached out to the listing agent, talked to the VA, obviously my broker, Jen, here. Uh, and we put all of that information together to make sure that we could execute this deal properly for the client. So it's another situation. I was going to say, that says a lot about you, though, Eric, and how uh, much of a go-getter and how much you respect your clients. And, and victory in this yeah. crazy <laughs> seller's market. Well, I certainly <laughs> appreciate that, although to me that's a minimum standard, right? That's what we it all is. should be doing. So, um, But uh, you know, the other story I have that's going on in my business, and, and I – uh, I want to, this is about perseverance, because depending on the price range you're looking at and what part of the city you're looking in, the competition is still fierce. And I have a client who's been focused in on stuff, let's call it in the 300,000 neighborhood, uh, all in primarily in Johnson County. And that is probably the most competitive market in the city, both in price range and area. And we have put offers on multiple, and by multiple, I mean over a dozen homes. And I wouldn't work with a client who was putting in ridiculously unappealing offers, like, oh, it's a $300,000 Now, don't get me wrong. We might let you start out that way. But we were upfront and honest with you that this was not a good idea and, you know, telling you that the market is... Your hair is still on fire. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing that, you know, people get in the market with their own assumptions and we kind of let them learn on their own. But I, I'm not going to be writing offer after offer for lowball offers in tight markets. Uh, and that's not what's going on here. These are incredibly, um, to be honest, attractive offers. And we're getting beat out for, you know, a couple of reasons. Sometimes we're getting beat out by cash. Sometimes we're getting beat out because we won't um, waive our right to inspect the house generally. Um, but the story is about perseverance and this client is a trooper and, and, uh, the client knew it coming in, uh, knew that this was going to be a challenge and just kind of dug in and we go see house after house after house. And when they meet his standards, we put in rock solid offers. We got an offer out right now that we're waiting on a response on fingers crossed, but, um, uh, that's the attitude if you're a first-time buyer or you need to move and you're in one of these competitive markets that you need to have, which is... A good batting average. Yeah, that's right. You need to go, okay, look, I'm going to dig in, and it may not be the first house or the second house. It might be. Congratulations to you and and to your agent, right? If the, the right <laughs> I know. Guy. I did have one of those. Actually, I didn't talk about that, but I did get yeah. one. I was so, so lucky. Yeah, So, but, but be prepared to dig in. There was and, a lot of communication between me and that other agent prior to arriving at said 
we are going to do this together because she wants a good outcome for her seller. I want a good outcome for my buyer. And so that communication piece really comes into play. So her and I, and we've worked together before. Um, I was looking back through our text and we have done at least five deals in the last three years together. So we, she's, yeah, she's a Northland agent too. So we have a good record together. We've closed all of those deals. We've not had any of them fall apart. So um, communication, communication, it's almost as good as clean, clean, clean. (laughs) All right, so that's some things that are going on, just kind of a little bit of day in the life and the processes we're going through. Um, But I did tell you, if you hung out towards the end of the podcast, we were going to make a big announcement that was exciting, at least to us. (laughs) So, uh, 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 and, And for some of you who do work with us, it will be a slight change. And for some of you who listen to the podcast... You'll be like, what? Because we haven't really been advertising this yet. We've been waiting for certain things to happen to make it official. But, Jen, why don't... Why why don't you tell them what's going on? So effective July 1st, we will be launching our brand new brokerage. We will be Dream Properties Real Estate. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) Cute. So we're encompassing the team and making this about all different types of real estate. We don't just do homes here at formerly Dream Homes by Jen. We do all things real estate. And so we uh, looked at that and, and what our vision and our goals are for the future and just want to make sure that we are keeping all of that top of mind and we are so excited. So Dream Property Real Estate is, uh, by the time this comes out, is happening. It's it's technically already there in the state of Missouri and we're just waiting on some final T's and I's uh, in Kansas. And so uh, that's uh, how we'll be talking about the new brokerage. A couple of really cool things and, and uh, why the new brokerage exists um, is, is the vision that uh, we've brought to the table, all of us collectively that are on the team. Uh, Jen and I have been driving on this process for about three years now, trying to put it together. Um, but we really feel like that um, we need to create a place where great agents can thrive both for themselves and for their clients. And so some of that is agent development with uh, younger agents, making sure that they're learning how to do things the right way, the proper way, uh, getting the right knowledge. And some of it is finding a place for experienced agents who have been in the business for a while that are great agents that are um, you know, looking for a, a home that reflects that in their brokerage. So the idea being is, is that if you work with a dream property real estate agent, you know you're working not just with the individual, but they have all of the knowledge of the team accessible to them. And you know that there are great standards of, of professionalism and knowledge and, of course, that honesty and integrity that we talk about. Um, and so we're pretty excited about it. It's pretty, I'm pretty, we're pretty stoked. And so there'll be more to come with that. Um, but, uh, we're doing all the things you got to do to kind of shift your business, right? All the, the silly little, you know, uh, the website, URL email, business cards, (laughs) all we're kind of, you know, caught in the minutia of all of that stuff. (laughs) Uh, but I think we're going to be doing a, uh, a little grand opening sometime in July is the plan. And for those of you that really know me, like, Eric's been uh, instrumental in this, but I've had to do a lot of this and I am not the paperwork love gal. I've got a lot of help behind me that does a lot of that, but I had to really, really dig in, do it. And I've kept doing it. And every time 
another I would pop up. I'd have to dot another I, cross another T, and just keep going, keep going. You know, it's like just keep swimming, just keep swimming. It's kind, of, it's kind of been like, uh, kind of been like herding cats. Like, come on, Jen, you can do it. You can do. It. Come, on, come on. Oh, they want another. Piece. I can't believe I. Why, why do they want? I didn't see that. Uh, I need this piece of. What do you mean they need? Come on, Jen, you can do it. You can. I know you can do it. We have faith in you, Jen. You can get there. So uh, I can always get there. It's just like it's not. I can do, you know, this is where I always go. Like before I really, really, really knew my personality type and my degrees in finance and economics. And for anybody that's in finance, there's a lot of detail in finance. And I graduated really high up in finance and economics. And now I look back at my, you know, all my profiles and everything. I'm like, holy crap. No wonder that was so tedious. Gave me headaches, all the things. I should have just gone with marketing. Big picture. Like that's my style. Well, you certainly have a, a, a pretty strong attention to detail, but it's, yeah, it's the tedious work. And by the way, for the listeners that are like, well, what's going to happen in this new brokerage? I'm doing most of that, just so everybody <laughs> knows. That's right. Well, but we I have people. I couldn't, and we have other people, but I couldn't do your licensing part, so yeah. that's why you had to do it. Yeah. No, no, no. <clears throat> Nobody can do my licensing part, and I am totally fine with doing it all, and I can absolutely do it, but... There is a lot. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so Dream Property Real Estate, we're very excited about it. Uh, more to come. Uh, but, you know, this podcast isn't really about us as much as it is about you. Uh, we've got some great guests coming up. We're going to be talking a little bit uh, with some people at KCRAR about political action, which is sort of like that softball game we're talking about, which is a fundraiser for it, and why that matters and how you might want to get involved. Uh, politically from your housing perspective. Uh, I think we've got scheduled, I think I already mentioned it on the last podcast, uh, we've got uh, Mayor Kathy Rose scheduled to come in, the mayor of Riverside, uh, and talk about Riverside and housing in Riverside and uh, just a lot of neat stuff coming up. We hope you really enjoy it. But for today, that's another great podcast of Get Real KC. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.